You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up, fellas? What up, world? Welcome to the 13th episode of the High Vibe Guys. Shoot! right here. You got Asafe, the ever-growing, ever-expanding astrological uh, scholar. I couldn't give it at all today. I tried. I tried to give it something. And you can yeah. try it off. Try to give a little something. All right. All right. <laughs> and then you, James. What up, man? You, you on at noon, James? You on early, brother? Oh, let me get out. Let me slide out. You send me the link, bro. I wanted you to be prepared. I'm sorry, East. This is your time, not James. You on? I'm back time. out. I'm patient. I'm going to back out. I'm just going to back out of here. Ain't nobody got no nine to five at this point, though. <laughs> you got to bring your, your picture out next time, bro. Your video. Oh, that's hilarious. And then, oh, yeah, he got a kill. So it's your boy, Boo's <laughs> kill here for the 13th episode of the Hot Vibe Guys. Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, we're going to bring it in. So we normally, each we don't start it off with, with a news topic. And uh, okay. we're talking about something. Um, I kind of gave us a little bit of background about you. And uh, we look for people who are, like, involved in Detroit and different food aspects or whatever. You know what I mean? We just like to try to bring in different personalities, different um, different perspectives of people who live inside the city. And uh, right now, we start off our show with a news piece. And right now, what's really big or what we kind of been talking about would be the um, food scare crisis, right? So we will actually... Uh, Wendy's, I saw something the other day where Wendy's actually stopped selling hamburgers. <laughs> you have this mayonnaise sandwich. You got to get a mayonnaise sandwich at <laughs> Wendy's. You can't even get the grilled cheese. God. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, we speaking to the food crisis. We were looking at the food crisis throughout the, uh, the, 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 the world, actually. And with you being a farmer, right? Um, just kind of wondering what your perspective is on, on this. And uh, kind of Maybe give us a little bit of background about how you got into farming, how you got into agriculture, and uh, okay. uh, about yourself. Okay. Well, <laughs> I um I got into agriculture about I got interested in agriculture about um I want to say maybe seventeen years ago, and I think that was around the time when they were really starting to implement GMOs into the markets. And um, uh, I became a, like, something came up in me. It was like, what am I going to feed my, my children? Like I had, my son was small at the time. He was like one, uh, two, one or two years, two years old. And I was like, my insides was like, so they just going to tell, uh, they just going to put GMOs in our markets. And this is what y'all want us to buy. Like, <laughs> I was, I just thought that was like, isn't that like premeditated, uh, attempted something, you know? So I became more interested in how do I grow my own food? Um, I was vegan at the time as well. I was, a um, I was a crazy time for me. I was in, in, in my rebellious spirit, um, going to marches and all this kind of stuff. So I, it just made me, it made a light bulb click in my head to, um, find a way to do something about it to get more involved in what they're feeding us you know get get more involved in what I'm allowing in in my body and so on and so forth um 
I'm, I'm a native Detroiter. I was born and raised uh, in Detroit, Michigan. Um, my my father was a black activist around in the city. He worked a lot with um, Mother Waddles and with uh, Mama Ayo wow. over there on the east side. So he he was very entrenched. He was also a, he was an artist, a multimedia artist. Um, he used to do art camps back in the day, um, up in like Shea Lake, Michigan, and. He was he was a very uh, extensive. He was an older man though. We were like his last kids. So, like my dad was like fifty when I was born, and uh, you know he would talk to us a lot about you know the what black people going through, what he went through. You know he was an angry black man, and um, rightfully so. I think anybody black is rightfully, you know. We, we carry generational anger and rages. So, you know, at any rate, um, we were not bad health conscious in, in my household. We were non-pork eaters because I was raised in an Islamic household. So no pork was allowed, you know, but we still had the sad diet, you know, for the most part, which is the standard American diet. And, um, it, it didn't serve. It didn't serve us. It didn't serve me uh, that much. I, I was always sick. I would say I always had like stomach ailments, and that was another reason um, I converted my diet because I had stomach ailments. I grew up uh, penny candy. I don't know if you you know a lot of us had we had penny candy stores growing up. So you get like a dollar cookie, a hundred pieces of candy. So it mm. was a lot. So, those are some of the foundations as to why I got more into eating my fruits and vegetables and stuff. Like it wasn't that stressed in my household. Mind you, my dad was much older and he didn't have many teeth bless his heart because he was a candy man. He was a gumdrop jelly bean. And I was right there with him. I was for it. Let's do this. Black jelly beans. Yes. I'm with it. My daddy eating it. I'm eating it. So, you know, you following a lot of these patterns as as your parents, you know, do. So th- that was part of those are the beginning stages of why I wanted to change my diet and do better and be better and get more into the uh, foods, uh, food supply. Like, how are we eating and why are we eating this and who is allowing this? And, you know, you start following the following the prints. Indeed. How are you familiar with um, grounding or earthing? Earthing or grounding? Yeah, or like a, a tuning fork. <laughs> exactly. Can you can you uh, share a tad bit a bit about that process with us as it relates well, to health or your experiences with it? Oh well, my experience. Well, I don't have a tuning fork, but some uh, my daughter. Uh, we were visiting a friend, and some more friends came over and. One, one of the ladies had um, a tuning fork and my I was sitting on the floor and my daughter struck it and it vibrated and, you know, the vibrations, that was deep. It was a um, it was almost like an outer body experience or like a, a deep remembering, you know, we get away from these um, original sounds so often or they are distorted in our everyday music to a point where it's not recognizable in an authentic way, I say. So mm-hmm. grounding is important. Um, um, 
crystals. I've, I've used crystals or worked with crystals. I, I look at them like um, they come out of the earth. You know, that's one of God's creations. It's like holding a big vitamin, you know, or, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Another type of vitamin, another type of uh, nutritional source, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. that's the devil. Stop. God made that. You know, a lot of people. Indeed. God made that. So I consider it like a like a, like another form of nutrition. So this is like a big rose quartz that I got from uh, one of those oh, man. Um, gems. Yeah. Where is that yeah. from? This was from like a gem and mineral show out in, uh, I think it was Macomb College, maybe a okay, few, okay. few years back. So I think, uh, yeah, these are like, like your big vitamins that you can, that are outside of your body that you can, you know, get nutrients from in, in another form, you know. You know, some people take things out of context, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> spiritual-wise. But, like, yeah, this is like another piece of nutrition, you know. So I like to have this kind of stuff around me. You know, things that God made. Okay, stay with me. I'm with you. Isha. Yeah. Akilah's chomping at the bit because me and him were just having a conversation about <laughs> different minerals earlier today. And um, Oh, wow. Like, you know, I'm definitely... Um, a person who, <laughs> they 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 are I know what they're already thinking, but I'm definitely a person who has to kind of be brought into um, an understanding of something before I can digest a, a, a topic. And um, okay. Akil, give me, you already know what I'm thinking, right? What you talking about astrology? No, as far as the the rocks go, when, when we were talking about this just earlier. Uh, yeah, uh, very disrespectful. Uh, crystals and power. <laughs> you, you, you said you're very oh, disrespectful? No, he said I'm very disrespectful. Oh, man. I oh. said, I, I'm trying to, so for me, I still haven't developed, and I, I, I take it like a kill gave me a, a crystal from my goddaughter, and like I got in a special place in my house, right? Mm-hmm. But I still, I haven't digested what the, what the how, uh, how it transmits the minerals to you. Like, how are we getting this? How is it? How is it impacting my 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 being? Can I jump in there too? Yes. Did you want to answer that, Aisha, or should I go after you? You go ahead. You go ahead. So, minerals or crystals or whatever outside of the body, we got to keep in mind that just like inside the body, minerals house frequencies, vibrations, or consciousness. So it goes both ways. So on one end. If a person, the said person is, you know, taking care of their innermost attitude and our vibrations and our mindset or whatever, the crystals can amplify or enhance or carry out, you know, a combination of currents or arrangements, you know, when it's applied to us. But let's say this is we dealing with somebody else who's not, you know, dealing with their innermost vibes and they just got a funky attitude or they just getting pushed around by the world and circumstances and stuff like that and they don't got this squared away right here, them crystals ain't about to do too much for them. You know what I'm saying? So it goes both both ways. So I completely see what you're saying, Booz, but there is a very realistic side to it if we can improve our relationship with the crystals. Mm. You so, know? so just, uh, I'm going to just, so the crystals uh, send out vibrations that that are, that have impacts on your body? Or they don't answer they they house and emit just like you have an aura. Yeah. Okay. Right? 
It's like you can have a funky attitude and stand next to somebody and they can feel you versus yeah. if you were super excited, geeked up about, you know, winning the lottery or something like that. You know how somebody can feel around them the same way, same yeah. principle or whatever applies to inanimate objects or crystals or minerals. So they, they are orchestrated or arranged in a certain way, which gives them their distinct, their unique uh, vibratory rate and frequency or whatever. And when we are around those things or when they're around each other, they can amplify or bounce mm-hmm. off of each other like musical notes, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I feel like giving one of these right here. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite stones is a black tourmaline. Um, because it also helps offset like radio waves and things like that. These, these microwaves, you know, it helps keep it, it keeps it from your body from absorbing all those harmful energies. So black tourmaline and, and it turns negative energy into positive energy. You know, it's, it's like a, it's like a, a, a reversal type of thing. It's like a repellent, if you will, it helps to repel things. Like it's not just, you know, you praise and crystals and things like that. They are tools, you know, they're energy tools because everything is energy, right? Yeah. A lot of things are energy. Like I know I was I was the child that set a lot of the emotional tone in my household. Um, I would have to say. I was the um if something wasn't going my way, I was throwing some type of tantrum. And um and I was adamant and I, I got like, I got a gas tank. Like they, they, it's what y'all tired of me. I ain't done yet. Like hey. <laughs> I was not done. And I was a daddy's girl. So I would, I would be mm-hmm. like, I don't want to talk to nobody, but my daddy, only my dad. I need to hear that bass because anybody else I'm going to get louder. So until my daddy show up, y'all going to get all of this business. And it would be like, my mama would be just so frustrated. I'm like, you had to whoop me be. Cause, uh, I ain't quitting till my daddy come holler at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank goodness. I'm thankful and grateful that I, I was raised with my dad. You know, I don't know where I would have been if my daddy was not a part of my life. So mm-hmm. frequency and energy is real. Cause I was, I was, and I, I learned a lesson about tantrums two years ago. You know, I had to learn a lot about my, my inner makeup. Um, astrological wise, I'm like four Virgos with a with a cancer moon so my emotions run deep they it's deep and my gas tank is is so i needed i needed that ground and my daddy was like a he was capricorn or capricarius close to the border of aquarius mm-hmm. I, I had to have that grounding something to reel me back in you know so frequency Man, we, we got somebody that's knowledgeable on astrology maybe we should jump into some astrology stuff early before we get back into the the farming and the gardening i know a little bit you know what i'm saying um I, the more i study my chart and i had to study my children's chart so i could get more understanding about them like listen you almost got who with my trees and i'm saying let me ask you this what what, what, what uh what, what what got you into astrology? You know what I mean? Like, what was one of some of the things that kind of really pulled you into that 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 area of study? I think it was just about uh, like puzzle pieces. You know what I'm saying? Just putting pieces of the puzzle together, like how and and wanting to get more understanding about 
certain aspects of yourself and what drives you and what are you more uh, prone to. And and nobody is just their sign. Like I, I am a Virgo, but I have, like I said, cancer moon. So I probably have, I have, I'm more emotional, if you will, than a typical Virgo, you know, um, my Mercury is in Libra. So, um, some people say that Libras are the pimps of the Zodiac and, um, I'm not a pimp, just, but <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that phrase. So I communicate more along the lines as a Libra. However, it's in the first house, which is the house of Aries. That's the first sign of the Zodiac. So, uh, I com- sometimes I communicate in maybe a little forceful or a little sometimes it could come off brash. I'm not, I'm not a student of astrology. Explain the moons in the first house. Because it's okay. like, for me, it's like I'm at that first level where I know the Taurus. And then outside of that, it's like everything else is like, uh, uh, I'm blind to the idea. I don't, I don't quite know where I'm going with it. Okay. So, so I was, Aries is this, that's the first sign, the first house. And Aries is like the sign of a trailblazer. They kind of, um, sometimes move without thinking or depending on if they are evolved or not, you know what I'm saying? And I've, I'm, I think there are parts of myself that are evolved and parts that are not, you know? So in the first, when I was younger, I didn't have much of a filter. I always was like, whatever I'm saying it. And my mom would, I would get popped in the mouth a lot. I was the one that was getting popped. Cause I'm going to say it. You know, as a, they don't want, you know, children are honest. And I was always just real. And it just got me in a lot of trouble. Like people don't like honesty. They they say they want it a lot of the time, but um, they really don't be ready. And I had to learn how to speak honesty and with kindness, you know, and tact. You know what I'm saying? I need to learn how to deliver it a little better because, you know, if I say it like that, you know, to a person who not really girded or having whatever, have enough understanding or understanding, it's going to come off wrong or, you know, impolite, unladylike. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my chart, and I don't, I don't remember every single aspect, but I, I remember a lot. So, Virgo rising people probably see me as more reserved and, you know, conservative, or they might be like, she's unapproachable, uh, Virgo sign. So practical, what can I, you know, I, I like to see how I can use stuff. How does it apply? How can I apply it? How can we use this? You know what I'm saying? Um, my Venus is in Virgo, 12th house. That's a whole nother story. That's a different kind of woman right there. And I, I'm learning her. And I've had to learn to like have this talk with all of these women that make up me. Like, listen, we got to get on the same page, ladies. We got the wrong person in the driver's seat. My my Mars is in Virgo in the first house. Now she's supposed to be on security. She can't leave the pack though. You know what I'm saying? That was part of me that was very destructive, um, just reckless. And I had to just hone everybody like, listen, ladies, she driving. We about to crash. We about to burn. God was giving me all kind of revelations. Like if you don't stop this chick and put her in a different position, y'all, every you're gonna be hit. So just just learning about um, these different aspects of self. So um, 
yeah, sun, moon, uh, Venus and Mars and Mercury are some of the aspects I focus on. Um, I didn't understand my daughter to save my life until I got her chart. And it was like, oh, okay. So it's like, she, I can't approach her kind of the same way, you know? My son is different and I approach him differently. We're both Virgos. So me and him already kind of have a little bit more of a kinship here. And it'd be like, boom, okay, boom, yeah. Like we we already be knowing. So I, yes, sir. Let me ask you you something because we always pick at booze. What's a typical trait of a Taurus? Like, like give us, give us some typical Taurus traits. Tauruses. Don't play about their food. Tauruses not only like delicious food, but it has to look good. Like the food got to be pretty. Like for mo- mo- most of them that I know, they don't like no chef. What is a high grade hot dog? I eat ballpark. You was just looking at my IG before you came on here. You was just looking at my IG to say that. No, no, I promise. I got a Taurus sister. My sister a Taurus. I learned. I learned that with her, you can steal her money, but do not touch her food. I done got lumped up by my sister a couple of yeah, That's about right, shit. That is about right. Don't don't open my fridge unless I tell you to. <laughs> Hoof, you will be hoofed. <laughs> you will get hoofed by a tourist. Don't mess with their food. You can take her money. Do not touch the bread, though. Don't touch her. No, and her her plate her food will be immaculate. Like you'll be like, yes, I want, I'll pay you. So Taurus is, and, and they can they can slumber. Now Taurus can slumber. Don't <laughs> the snoring is gangster too. Though, <laughs> like it'd be a whole symphony of a herd of. Like a, <laughs> I'm about to say, Asia, I feel like we used to date in the past life. It's prolific. <laughs> a symphony. You got a symphony of cattle herd yeah. coming through. We would have to have another room. I'll got my room. You got your room, bro. I'm not. That ain't gonna work. We gotta be. I would have nightmares. No, I would have nightmares. Um, I had a partner who snored. <laughs> And I was pregnant. I was pregnant. And I would have nightmares that I was being chased and the monster was, you know, almost on me. And then, like, you know how to snore and be like, here to here to here. You know what I'm saying? And I I wake up like, he got me. And it would be him snoring. I used to want to take a sock and stuff it down. Shut your pie hole. I'm taking this off very can't sleep. You should. <laughs> I want to read earlier to something that you said. I want to take it back, back to the final, but something that Akil does talk about as well. Um, and Asa on a regular basis is the sad diet. Um, and one thing I like to do for I guess is kind of break things down. And um, <laughs> what is this? Do you? Because I, I, I think it's sad. I, I can't remember the stands for, but you know, give an idea. Standard American American diet. diet. Standard American diet. That's right. Oh, American diet. Okay, the standard American diet is like high in processed foods. That's a lot of processed food, a lot of processed cheese, a lot of processed breads, um, a lot of processed drinks. You know, it's like um, they'll show like they'll show you Kool Aid, and they'll have fruit bouncing all around with water. You know what I'm saying? Playing these Jedi mind games with you when it's just 
some uh, red number 40 that's cancerous, a carcin, you know, they sell you carcinogenic food items. Like they're not even able to call it real food. Um, so you eat these things because they, they, they hypnotize you on, on the TV with, you know, this, this fruity flavored Kool-Aid or, or whatnot, or these drinks, you know, pop, red pop, Fago red and Fago orange were, uh, always in our house and my house growing up, uh, cream, my daddy liked cream soda, you know, old school. So that was always, those are the things that were, was always in our refrigerator, uh, sausages and, you know, a lot of processed food, you know, you're not going out and slaughtering the animal. Hi-ya! You know, if we had to hunt our food, it'd be a lot more uh, vegetarians and vegans for the sure, because everybody ain't got it in them. You don't want to see the, uh, the, the ugly truth of what you finna eat, you know, how bad do you want it? It's easier to just come on, cut the damn collards and get it. I'm not chasing that damn. Bad, <laughs> you know, and nobody's gonna be hunting a lot of, you know, we, we out of those modes. So the standard American diet is full of processed foods. You know, you got cheese that's not quite cheese. It's got milk and all of these other things that are not food, you know, in your body. And when you, when you start digesting it, your body don't, you don't, we don't even have like the digestive enzymes to break a lot of that stuff down. Like your body like, mm. what is this? Oh, send that to the back. Send it up to the back, dog. I don't know. Yeah, I can't recognize it. We don't have a programming for that. Or send that down to the ankles because I don't know what that is. You know, your body just sending it like, go. I don't know what that. And okay, we got this. We can break this down. And out of all the stuff you done ate that's processed, you probably, your body can digest or process about that much, you know. So it's the standard American sad. It is a sad diet because, you know, I was a school, okay, so I was a teacher, dance instructor at, at um, one of the schools. And a lot of my students were always snotty nose, you know, coughing. They always were sick, you know. And most people don't know the basics. I think one of the basic things of, um, of just being healthy, you need your eucalyptus oil and your peppermint oil. Those are my, if I, and tea tree oil. Like if I was in the jungle, I would want them with me. Them three things for sure. I need to have those things with me. Uh, in the urban environment, you need peppermint, eucalyptus, tea tree. Standard what are those diet. benefits? Well, um, they help. Well, peppermint is is multifaceted. All, all of them are really multi multifaceted. But what they do help do is break through congestion, which most people deal with a lot of congestion, nasal congestion, um, <clears throat> respiratory congestion. So they help break through the congestion. And uh, tea tree is just an antifungal, antibacterial, antivirulent. Um, and so peppermint is also as well, but they definitely help break through congestion, which a lot of people suffer with, be it asthma or bronchitis or just a uh, Heavy intake of um, uh, mucus causing foods. I feel like you're still picking on tourists for some reason. No, absolutely not. I know a lot of other no tourists. I know a lot. It's a lot of congested people from every every walk of life. No, but tourists are sweet. They are sweethearts. Yeah, um, tourists can fall into depression a lot um, from time to time. And I'm I'm prone to depression as well. I've been doing uh, makeup therapy. Like, let me get it together because 
I'm supposed to be overseas right now on a music tour. And that was kind of like depressing knowing that it got everything got canceled, you know? So. Oh, yeah. And that's a good. So tell us about the music. Tell about the tour. Tell, tell us about being a, a female drummer for one of the most popular bands inside Detroit. Hey, uh, I love drumming. Drumming is part of my therapy. Um, so growing up, my parents, like I said, I set the emotional tone in my household. I, I didn't go to sleep fast. So my parents would, um, they would, they would be bouncing me on the bed like this on my back, like trying to get me to go to sleep. And I wouldn't. And then after a while, they, they both was like, we're not doing that no more. You don't have to take your, go to bed. And so I started, um, bouncing. <laughs> I bounced my head and then I would bounce it. And then I would hit the headboard and it would hit the wall. So I was just a noise making it's I. They knew it was me. Who is Aisha? So I'm banging. Bop, bop, bop. So that started my pocket. My pocket was ingrained from my head bouncing. <laughs> and people that saw me thought I was like a little special. Like that's that. That's the special baby right there. You, you break down what a pocket is because I know a killer and I get that lost. When you start Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, buddy. <laughs> your pocket is just your time. Your time. That's the. I'm a timekeeper. You know, drummers are are like clocks. Yeah. We're like a busy clock, if you will. But the job is to keep the time. You got to bring everybody. You got to keep everybody locked in. You know, we the driver. Wait, hold on. So your parents allowed you to have a drum set? I had to beg for that drum set for like every day for a year. No lie. <laughs> like my gas tank. When I want something, I'm on that. Like, oh, girl, I'm on that. I'm on that. I'm on it. I'm not stopping because I wanted to be in the band when I got into high school. And my, my high school band director asked me, he said, do, do you have a drum set at home? I was like, no. He was like, come back when you get a drum set. And from that day, I was like, um, I need a drum set. I'm going to need it. Like, I don't want it. I'm, I need that. Like, my mama be buying me stuff. She'll buy me some earrings. Um. No, B, I'm I'm straight on them. I need that drum set so I could be in band. Yeah, I got to do it. So I was just adamant. I was that adamant child. So I begged every day for a year, and then I finally got my drum set. And I drove my siblings crazy, but I think that's what helped me um, stay sane. Like, that's what kept me from uh, being violent in a lot of ways, especially toward my siblings. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to go back to the, like, I know we bounced around a little, but I want to go back to the standard American diet part and kind of turn towards what's going on nowadays in terms of how the coronavirus has caused everybody to be a little bit more aware of their health, be a little bit more aware of um, the need to be a little more sovereign when it comes to food and you know what I'm saying what what are you, what is your take on food sovereignty and doing things like, like indoor uh gardening or uh indoor farming so I don't do much on the indoor side I've been working on getting my backyard ready I have an enclosed backyard um I think people have to pay this this pandemic has caused people to pay more attention to um, how am I going to be healthy? You know, is is going to the hospital an option to treat this? Because 
I, I don't know if y'all been seeing it, but I've been seeing the reports that people going to people going to the hospital for this COVID is they not making it out. You know, they not making it up out of them spaces and places. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what does my body need that will help fortify it and help it fight? You know what I'm saying? I need I need my uh, ninja assassins on the inside in my gut. So um, I think this is a big wake up call for a lot of people and the start of the hunger, like the hunger games have been going on. You know, a lot of people been dealing with the hunger games before now. Now, a lot of different people are starting to get hit with the hunger game. Like, am I eating? Am I eating food or am I just, you know, snack attacking, you know, and I think it's a little bit of both for a lot of people. Um, I think everybody is having to reevaluate where they are in their lives with their food. You know, you you go to a lot of these markets and they're not selling a lot of nutritious foods or foods that are really going to fortify the body, you know. And I think it's a struggle of overcoming your taste buds because we, we, we are, um, we done got pimped in our mouth, you know, they... A lot of us, me included, you know, I grew up again, like I say, eating a lot of junk. My my father allowed me to eat a lot of junk and I was always for it. Susie Q's and all the garbage stuff and not realizing that I did a lot of damage to my um, intestinal tract. You know, we're not taught that 80 percent of your immunity is in your gut. You know, we're not taught those things. Not, we don't grow up knowing this. So you just steadily, you know, doing damage and not knowing. And I still walk a fine line now. Um, I think people are more interested in gardening and understanding that the the supermarket is full. The lines is full. You know, I need to be able to go outside and get an onion. I need to be able to go outside and pick a bell pepper. You know, I need to have more say-so of how I go, you know, how I prepare my food. I need more say-so in what I'm eating. And I think a lot of people are starting, we, we are really going back to the ways of old that are useful, that are helpful, that are meaningful. And I think a lot of people are starting to be on that right now. And I'm, I'm proud of everybody. I'm proud of those. You know, um, like I say, when I was, when my son was younger, they were introducing the GMOs into the market. They full blown now, you know, of course. And so that prompted me to say, you're going to have to do something different. Because these people do not care. Like Michael Jackson, they don't care about us. You know, they barely care about themselves. They're concerned about their interests. So we have to, we are taking it upon ourselves to feed ourselves better. It's important. It's it's a must. It's a must. It's not a desire or a want. It's a must and a need now. Because the hunger mm-hmm. games are upon us on on a deeper level, you know, first you thinking that it's only the transients and people who live in out on the street, they got to deal with that. You know, no, everybody's about to deal with it on different levels now. So we just trying to get the jump on it. How do I, how do I, uh, alleviate this? I could go in my backyard and go to the real grocery store and shop in my yard, you know? <laughs> and I think that's important for everybody now. It was, uh, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beginning uh, gardener. I got like I got some tomato plants. I got the, the pepper plants. Uh, I will flex and put them on camera because you know they're getting big. They all oh my god! Okay. Hey, 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 buddy. Hey, champ. Somebody gave you those. 
No, no, no. You, you see how much they grown though? They grown. <laughs> yeah. I'm just he saying, you seen the grown to you with like three tomatoes blooming and booze is like. Oh, he did not. The plant barely popping out the soil. It was a. It was a leaf beginning yeah, to explode out the soil. Please, bro. Right. Don't, don't, don't give me some <laughs> So he gave you the baby, but I'm taking care of the baby. Now, you gave me the baby, but I'm raising it up. <laughs> raising he definitely put in the work. Uh, so what's the next step for me? I got my plant. He started to come out the. They started to get big. And like I was like, damn, what's next? Do I put them in a pot? Or do I let them get real big inside? Because they have some of the small potatoes. What are the steps for a person who wants to begin gardening? Like, how do you go from seed to harvest? Okay, so I, I want I want you to know this. I am not a professional. And one and another reason I forgot about this, one of the other reasons why I wanted to get into farming and gardening is because I had house plants and I just I killed them all. And I was like, I refuse <laughs> to believe that I, I am a plant murderer. And I, I that, that was another thing. Like I had to prove to myself that I can grow food, I can grow something. I don't kill plants on purpose. I don't know what happened to these plants, but they did, and I don't know why. So that was another thing. That was another thing that prompted me. Like, you need to know how to work uh some 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 plants. Like, so I would say I'm, I'm also um a, a medical marijuana caregiver, and I like the idea of uh taking it from the seed. So in any plant that you're growing. You you will want to put it like those small growing trays, and a lot of times people use soil and uh, vermilite or uh, those little different growing mediums. You definitely and compost is also good too. Compost is, is a great black gold. You know, compost is essential a lot of time to to the health of your plants. So from seed, plant the seed in in a, in a good growing medium. You know, I like to mix mine with soil and compost. And the vermiculite will help um, let aeration get into the soil. So that's another thing. Your growing medium has to um, have aeration. It can't be too sandy. It can't be too anything. It has to have a balance. You know, you have to be able to let air get into that soil. And then once the plant is growing out, let it grow a little bit. But when you see it really starting to take off, you have to put it in another uh, growing medium, be it a bigger pot or in a, in a raised bed or in, you know, right on the ground. And when you do that, you're going to let, you're going to tickle the roots. So say you have your transplant, you gotta, you gotta, hold up, um, hold up, hold up, hold up. Keep, all right, never mind. <laughs> Stay in the pocket. Okay. Stay in the pocket, boost. <laughs> Stay in the pocket. Oh, so yeah. tickle, tickling roots. Yeah, you got to tickle the roots so they can spread out. They got to be able to, you know, wiggle. And then you, you know, don't pack them down, cover them, but don't, don't be pressing on it. You know, just lightly cover it and then talk to them. I'm a, I'm a plant whisperer. When I be growing my, uh, my medical marijuana plants and you woo, woo, woo. I be, hey. I be like, girl, you're looking fine today. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I be massaging the leaves ever so gently. That's all of the plants, though. You know, I I, I remember being out at D-Town Farm, hugging hugging the big stalks of corn and just, you know, talking to the seeds. Something you just put energy into them. You know, I'm planting you. I'm I'm thankful and grateful for for you being here. You know, I'm looking forward to 
you really, you know, giving me all that good nutrition, you know, just hyping it up. You know, you need a plan. Hype woman, a hype man. <laughs> hey, beans on that pole. You're looking good. You know, talk to them. You know, you got to energize them. You know, it's like talking in your water. You know what I'm saying? You heard about the little Japanese situation yeah. with the water. Yeah, you just, you just speaking energy into to speaking life into your plants and and stuff like that i think that's important and they feel love like i don't know if you okay so flowers right in the center of a flower whenever i touch that center part i feel energy you know what i'm saying and this you know you're making a connection with something you know it's my like it can't talk to you in words but you can feel i'm a feeler i feel Oh, yeah. You ever seen the documentary Secret Life of Plants? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so, um, so I'm a colon hydrotherapist, too. I got 18 jobs, man. So that's <laughs> one of my other jobs is I'm a colon hydrotherapist. Okay. Or people tease me. I clean people chitlins or whatever. <clears throat> Somebody got to do it. Anywho, we had to watch that. We had to watch that. And they said um, that they did a, an experiment with two plants. One plant got water from the sink and the other plant got um, microwave water. And the, the plant that got the microwave water died. And let me tell y'all, it hurt my heart so bad. When I got home that day, I picked up my microwave, <laughs> took it outside and threw it in the driveway. Like, mm. bling, bling, bling. and my sister and my nephew was looking at me like, B, what the... Why would you do that? They were so mad at me. I was like, that can't be in here with us. Like I had a burrito in there. Huh? Like I had a burrito in there. I'll buy you another one. <laughs> but you're not eating that burrito. And they were they didn't understand the conviction because I, I was just petrified. I'm like, all this time we've been dropping a, atomic bombs on our vittles, about yeah. to die. You know what I'm saying? Slowly killing yourself. You know, we 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 slowly kill ourselves in so many ways. And it's like, I'm not gonna keep participating in this effery, you know? So that that changed my life in a big way. I haven't used the microwave since I wanna say um in about 13 years, going on 14 years. It's been like I'll be like, put that in a cast iron skillet or put it in a toaster oven and handle. Be patient. You know, you got to relearn patience. So, yeah. You mentioned um, working like a Jamaican right now with the quarantine going on, with the lockdown going on. What are some of the um, businesses that you're offering? What are some ways that people can support what you got going on during these crazy times? so when things got crazy, um, I had got downloaded with a, uh, a recipe for a muscle and joint rub. Uh, and I, I created it, I want to say over this past winter, close to the winter. So I came up with this muscle and joint rub. I call it Detroit Slick. And I've been getting some pretty good reviews on it. And it's been a... I made it for myself at first, and then it was like, this worked. And if it worked for me, I'm sure it's going to work for somebody else. So let me get to it. I went down to Porter Bottle Company, went to the Natural Patch and Organics and Ferndale and got the rest of my recipe. And 
I started making my bottles. So this is a two ounce size bottle and this is a $20 bottle. Oh, I have man. one ounce size bottles and those are 10. Where um, can I get from if I wanted it? Where would, where would it, I be able to get from? I don't have it in any stores right now, but you, I, you know. What's your social media or whatever? Oh, my social media. I don't have a social media for it yet. However, I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm Aisha on drums on Instagram. Okay. I am Aisha Ellis on Facebook. And so I'm working on getting my social medias up. I'm not uh, the most savviest on that aspect or patient on that aspect either. But I am working <laughs> towards getting them together. <clears throat> and I have I've got a friend. Her um, I have a friend who has a, um, a relative who has had a stroke. And I asked her about how's it working for her. And she told me that it was working really good for her, that she can, she, she can open up her hand. You know, they have that grip and it helps to loosen up the muscles. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like the 10 man. Like once you put that oil on you, I mean, I put it on all the moving parts, everything that being, you know. You shouldn't have to get some. I think I think I broke my hand at the start of the coronavirus. So I didn't go to the hospital. So I just rolled it out. And really? now, I got, yeah. So now my hands like it works. 90. Oh yeah, I can. Um, and also, if we got some comfrey around, you know, that can I can. I had to patch my son up. He is a skateboarder, and um, he hurt his arm, and uh, I had to get that comfrey. I had to get that bone knitter out and um, lay some bones up. And I made. I told him he got to sit down for like five days. But on like day two, he was like, "Mom, I'm, I'm like, no, but you ain't ready yet." So, have a seat, sir. Right. Yeah, I learned. I learned that the you know the I one oh one thing that's also important for a lot of people to understand is that the medicine that you need will grow in your yard. Like a lot of time, we thinking that this is a weed or oh that's a cute flower. It's really medicine. Your medicine be growing around you. Like God is so good that God be like, I put it right there. Where's you? Why are you going to the store? <laughs> Why are you going to the hospital? We getting closer. No. I saw that Salim, one of your members of my club, does something with dandelions. Does um, I know that he's. I've seen him like stir fry dandelion leaves and stuff like that. Okay, because I didn't. I didn't know if those had a medicinal purpose or not. I just seen them. Oh yeah, dandelion is. It's a friend, and it's uh, the bee's first food. It's like you know how women when they have the baby, we don't have milk yet. We have colostrum. That's uh, what what dandelions are for the bees. It's their first foods. So dandelion is very important. It's a very important food. Wow. Well, he's we get to that point. We started a little bit late, and I'm sorry. That was completely kills fault. Because we're getting close to wrapping up. But you know what? We talked about a lot of stuff today that uh, that we like to talk about in the show. Nature, uh, the guys love astrology. Akil is also big on geology and uh, minerals. Okay. And it was really great to have you on to meet you. You want to talk about Molly Wap real quick before we get out of here? Absolutely. Well, our shows have been canceled, but we are, we are uh, multi-generational and multi-genre funk, R&B, rock and roll band. And I'm, I'm misplaying. Goodness, I'll be glad when we get back to it. So um, we are on Spotify. We are on all those um, music streaming platforms. Please go get our album, Stand Up. It is definitely speaking to the day and times right here, right now. So please give us some uh, 
Where some can we purchase that? On Spotify. Um, I, and I actually have hard copies. A lot of us have hard copies as well. So you can do Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all of those uh, music streaming platforms. We are on there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The viewers, y'all gotta y'all gotta check out Shake Down to the Shake. It's all the love. Down to the fire. Down to the also pretending like he know what we're talking about. He never heard the album. It's all right, Asa. I got hard, I got hard copies, so holler at me. Um, and we can do this again if you like. Copy you... over here by the computer. Dope, dope. I got mine at the concert. You got right. your concert, huh? Yeah, buddy. Front row seats. That's what's up. That's what's up. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you, everybody who is supportive. Thank you for all the good words. Thank you for anybody who I got a couple of people who have bought some Detroit Slick and they get great reviews. So once I get my site up, I will be looking forward to people to leave their feedback on there and just, you know, and we can do this again. So ain't nobody got no nothing. Fine. Yeah, anybody right. on tour. <laughs> so yeah, again. We're trying to get okay. to episode 500, so we're going to have you on a couple times. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. All, all right. right. I enjoy talking to all of y'all. Thank you again for having me on and wanting to know what I know or listening to what I've got to all say. Right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all day, okay? All right. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.